take a journey with me back to 1986. It really wasn't that long ago. Uh, my birthday minus two years. And in 1986, something incredibly important happened. An alien life form, or ALF, ALF, uh, lands in a family's uh, garage. And if not all of you know who ALF is, uh, I have provided his school picture. Uh, Alf lands in a family garage and he finds shelter in their home uh, from this alien task force, part of the, the military that is trying to find him, and also from a nosy neighbor named Miss Akmanik, I believe. Uh, I know, this is really nerdy, isn't it? Uh, for four years, though, this was actually cool. American families would watch these deepening relationships between Alf and the members of the Tanner family and, and listen to endless jokes about Alf eating the family cat, Lucky. But did you finish watching to the last episode of Alf? Somehow I missed it. But I've seen it now. In the last episode, Alf receives word from his friends from the planet Malmac. They're coming to Earth to pick him up. And he says all of these emotional 1980s goodbyes. And he goes out to the rendezvous point with a trench coat and a fedora on. But the alien task force gets there first. His friends and the UFO are spooked and they leave without him. And it just ends like that. Families all over America are left wondering, what did they do to ALF? The TV executives canceled the show. So ALF is in some sort of a perpetual abduction, possibly even a dissection. And it's a cliffhanger ending, and it never really ends but it does keep the world hanging, at least those of us who remember. When things are left unfinished, it is noticeable. It is disappointing. It leaves you wanting for more. Now, God wants a whole lot from us. Uh, in fact, you could summarize Jesus' message in the Scripture from Luke as count the cost before you begin. To follow Jesus, we must carry our own cross. We must completely surrender all personal will or resistance to what God wants. Following Jesus is, is something so counter to what we see and hear and learn around us. Our society is built for what we want only. Burger King says you can have it your way. Whataburger says there are 36,864 possible ways to make your Whataburger. McDonald's promises that when I take a bite, I am, in fact, loving it. And this is just hamburger joints. Everything is about me. Do I feel satisfied? I know what I want. And I should get it. I should get what I want because I pay for what I want. Now, sometimes maybe we suffer from an illness of the soul, an unfinished 
discipleship. Yes, maybe I confess Jesus with my mouth, but then I isolate him. All those Jesus words are packaged neatly away from the other parts of my life, and I promise to be a part of Jesus' kingdom here on earth, and I live every earthly value that would deny Jesus' kingdom among us. Not the first one. I'm not the only one. I'm certainly not the last one to suffer from an unfinished discipleship. So this is why Jesus turns to the crowd. Ask not that they follow him in appearance, but in everything. Now the primary issue that Jesus mentions is a failure to let go of possessions. See your garage. If you don't let go of what you possess, how can you hold on to Jesus? And this is something Jesus says after he has just healed a man on the Sabbath. He is not respecting the rules and the laws laid out of this religious political institution that makes money off the backs of the poor when they go to pray. People concerned with possessions. He says it right before he goes on to sit and eat with tax collectors, people who need to hear, let go of these possessions. Give it all up and follow me. Would you give up your control of a temple? Would you give up your control of the monetary system of the ancient Middle East? Accept and sacrifice Accept an inconvenience as part of the calling that God places on your life. Guess what? It won't be fun or easy sometimes. I'm not loving it. What an unwelcome obligation. And we live for ourselves still, building our own little towers and fighting our own little wars. And Jesus' point is that even these efforts go unfinished because the only way to find joy and peace the only way to repair relationship with God and with others is by living for others out of love for God let go of you cling to Jesus and love somebody over the past week in my lazy moments of electronic devices. I have seen uh, one picture over and over and over again. Uh, there's a statue of Jesus, and the statue of Jesus is carrying a cross. And there is an actual girl, and she has seen someone trying to carry something, and she goes over, and the picture shows her trying to pick up the part of the cross that is touching the ground. I bet a bunch of y'all have seen this picture now. Somehow the little girl knows that the man needs help. <laughs> so she does it. We are not all always so forthcoming and offering to lift a hand. But God places these inconvenient opportunities in front of us. Think of Simon of Cyrene. Just a guy in the wrong place at the wrong time went to the big city for a festival, some music, some wine, some food. Sounded better without the public executions. 
And as Jesus walks by, tortured by the weight of this cross, it is Simon who is called upon to pick it up. Nobody knew what was coming. No one knew how the day would unfold. But Simon knew that his life was now bound up with the future of this one unfortunate soul who could no longer carry the weight of the cross. And I like to imagine Simon with a whole lot of money. Maybe he saved up for vacation. We'll do a religious pilgrimage, get a few trinkets along the way. Maybe he's got a sack of souvenirs on his back as he's heading down the city streets. Maybe he's even trying to leave the city to go back home. The meal's over, this commotion beginning, I'm out of here. And when the moment comes to help, he drops all of these things at the foot of the cross, and he carries it through. It was also probably very convincing when the Roman soldier told him to do it. Even Simon the Cyrene wasn't loving it. And Jesus says the words on Calvary, it is finished, and now nothing goes left undone. Now, I've always been fascinated by big buildings. Uh, we would always drive into Houston from Conroe, and when you get to a certain hill on the interstate, you would start to see these skyscraper things. And, and so this fascination uh, continues, although a little bit nerdier. Uh, now, one of the most unique big buildings in the world is called Sagrada Familia, or Holy Family. It's in the city of Barcelona. Uh, it has multiple towers on it, and there's supposed to be more of them, one for each apostle, one for each evangelist, one, of course, for Mary, and a big honking one for Jesus himself. Construction started in 1886, still unfinished. It is the most visited monument in all of Spain, although whether or not it's still Spain remains to be seen. Now, listen to the dedication of the architect. In 1915, Gaudí said, My friends are dead. I have no family and no clients, no fortune, nor anything. Now I can dedicate myself entirely to the church. <laughs> Sounds a heck of a lot like what Jesus says. Not possessed by anything at all. Now, would you know, it wasn't until the year 2010 that the nave of this church finally got a roof. And they were able to hold services. Now, I bought this really nerdy 3D puzzle, and I don't know if you can even see this tiny thing from there, but it comes with these tiny little punch-out pieces that you have to craft together, and it takes a lot of time. I mean, who would do something like this, right? And you can see it's really unfinished uh, for the most part, and I don't know when I'm going to have time to do it. Actually, it was in a box for two and a half years on a shelf, and I had forgotten <laughs> about it. It requires some level of priority, and you know what? When my patience has expired, and when my energy is drained, how could I even attempt to do something like that? And if I can't finish a hobby, how can I finish following Jesus? 
but there's good news. God gives us strength to persevere and to finish, especially on a day when we feel like dirt. So we return back to the alien life form, Alf. Ten years after it all began, Alf finally finished. ABC aired a made-for-TV movie called Project Alf, answering all of those unanswered questions that were plaguing you for so many years. Alf is released by the alien task force and made ambassador to Earth. No dissection. But none of the other actors from the original ALF series were even in the movie because the Tanner family moved to Iceland. (laughs) Instead of answering the question, did ALF stay with the family that had sheltered him and given him a home, it ignored them entirely, and so it really didn't finish anything at all. In a way, though, following Jesus makes you an alf, an alien life form, because it really is out of this world. Rather than living to please yourself, you live to please God and to serve others. How crazy. And in doing so, you finish what Jesus started, a revolution that he was killed for, to make his kingdom come upon the earth in its brokenness. And as part of the crowd, Jesus now turns to you and says, what will you give up? What thing that possesses you or thing that you possess, what of that will you give up to make it happen? Will you finish the work that I began? Will you be out? Amen.